You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. I'm Rick Schisler. Your host, also co-founder of One Best Consult and a Silver Fox Advisor. Thank you for taking time to join us this morning. I think we've got a great show lined up for you this week. We're going to have in the studio Mark Peterson, founder of Golden Eagle Bookkeeping, who will be our business guest of the week, talk about his brand new company. And also in the expert corner, we have Lisa McElroy, founder of AllegraHR.com, coming back to visit with us and continue our discussion on hiring. And then I'll close out today's show with how big can I grow my business? My one best consult tip of the week centers around how big can I grow my business? Well, I appreciate you again, taking time to listen to us uh, to the show today. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm founder of one best consult. That's the number one bestconsult.com. Our team prides itself on providing what we call common sense mentoring to many small business clients, not just in the area here in Montgomery County, uh, but throughout the greater Houston area and now expanding across the United States. I encourage you to visit our website. Again, the number one, bestconsult.com. Also want to take a second or two and recognize our show sponsor. Big thank you to AllegraHR.com. That's A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R.com. HR gives it away, human resources. Uh, this is a great resource, one that I refer my clients too, when you have a question about your people, your employees, whether you've got one, five, or 500, this is a great place to start. These people work on a virtual basis. Uh, they can also come and visit you in person, depending where you're located. They actually have offices throughout the world, but they're dedicated to working with businesses, both small and large, and helping you with your HR challenges. And I can assure you, after having five separate businesses in my career, there's always an HR challenge, not necessarily a negative thing, but you got compensation, you've got the hiring process, which we'll be talking about later today. And then unfortunately, from time to time, you've got a termination challenge that pops up in business if you stay in it long enough and hire enough people. But I encourage you on a positive note, take a look at their website, Allegra, A-L-E-G-R-E-H-R.com. Well, I encourage you, grab your pad and pencil sit back and begin to take notes as we talk about business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. And a reminder to you, if you have a question or comment, and I mean a question about your own business or a question for one of our guests, just send me an email during the show, after the show, it doesn't matter. Use the station email, rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. Or for something really urgent, you want to talk to me, don't mind it. Call me, 832 832- 699-2132. Reach out to me, Rick Schisler, One Best Consult. We've got a number of business events that are happening locally that I want to share with you. First of all, I consider part of business, uh, business really starts not only when you're a young age, where you're starting your first job, but also particularly it really kicks off when you go on to get higher or further education. And one of those types of education, and in fact, a lot of folks take advantage of it, is going on to college. And one of our local nonprofits, the uh, Children's Books on Wheels, 
they're holding a series of seminars for people that are going off to college and are looking at the idea of financial aid. They're looking at why a college would pick me over others. You know, it's a very competitive thing at most colleges. They've got some great people that are going to be at these seminars, and I encourage you to take a look at this seminar. It's coming up on May 24th, 2018, Children's Books on Wheels. It'll be at Tamina East of the Woodlands, 9845 Conroe, Texas. It's from 630 to 830. So if you want additional information about this seminar, if you've got children going to college or if you're listening as a young person, you're looking at scholarships, you're looking how to get picked, you're looking at student loans, there's some real tricks in some of this, and you need to get up to speed with it before you jump in and start applying for them. So Developing Future Scholars, Inc. is going to put this on with Children's Books on Wheels. So reach out, 281-844-7596, and talk to Ms. Rita Wiltz, who is the executive director of the group, and she'll get you signed up for the seminar. The other uh, ideas that are here and opportunities, one for those who are in business, VEL, V-E-L Institute. VEL Institute is an organization that's really geared to help our veterans make the transition from active service into the workplace, but it's also open to anybody that's in business, that works in business. They have a lot of great seminars, and I want to encourage you. They've got two leadership training uh, seminars that they're launching May 14th and 15th. They also just started their uh, course on startup business essentials. Those are for geared to people that are starting business. Got a most wonderful lineup of teachers. That meets each Monday. Just started last Monday. They might accept you. Uh, it'd be well worth it to pick up the balance over the next five or six weeks on Mondays. They have training. I would encourage you to learn more about this by going to their website. That's velinstitute.org. Talk to Terry Weaver, great organization that's helping train our business people, particularly our veterans, and get them back into the workplace. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're in the right place if you want to learn about opportunities of business, because I'm a big believer that business opportunities are right in front of you. You just need to reach out and grab them. And so many times we sit and we don't do anything. So right here at the Weekly Business Hour, this is where you can come along with the rest of Montgomery County. And as we have found out uh, over the years, businesses literally from around the world tune in to find out the latest in business news, ideas to improve their businesses, and to hear from some local business leaders on how they have found success right here in Montgomery County. And don't forget, if you missed part of the show or you want to re-listen, we have a podcast that gets posted on Wednesday following our show. Check it out. It's in a variety of social media sites. The Weekly Business Hour channel on YouTube is a great place if you like to watch. Again, the Weekly Business Hour channel on YouTube if you want to watch a podcast of today's show. Well, let's get started with the actual show. Appreciate your patience through all that background material. We've got a great business leader, someone who's actually decided to step out and start a business. If you started your own business, you know that feeling. Mark Peterson started his business just four months ago. He is the founder of Golden Eagle Bookkeeping Services. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. I enjoy being here. Well, I appreciate you taking time to come and join us and uh, perhaps teach us what it's like to be there in the beginning and to start a business. Talk to us about the business model that you put together for Golden Eagle Bookkeeping. So the business model which I've put together is 
what is called uh, virtual bookkeeping. And so a lot of small businesses need bookkeeping, uh, but because a lot of people think they either need to do their own bookkeeping or uh, they need to you know, hire someone in-house to do their bookkeeping, uh, a lot of people tend to uh, avoid looking at those numbers. And so my goal is to be able to reach out to the small business owners who can't afford uh, an in-house person, but still understand the need to have a bookkeeper. And so virtual bookkeeping allows me to uh, be able to work with you on a regular basis, uh, communicate on a regular basis, uh, but I don't need to be in your office through the use of uh, cloud-based accounting tools, such as uh, QuickBooks Online, I'm able to help you uh, do your bookkeeping and to, uh, and I can do it from anywhere. So I can have a client in Colorado while I'm sitting in Houston, or if uh, I choose to go on vacation, uh, I can do your books from wherever I am. And that's kind of my long-term goal is to be able to uh, travel and do the accounting at the same time. Well, you know, one of the things you and I talked about prior to the show is that Folks, uh, for whatever reason, and you mentioned it, and and if you're listening to the show and this doesn't apply to you, you might find this unbelievable. There are a number of business people out there that start businesses, small businesses, and they really don't pay attention to the numbers. They're not uh, really keeping track in some cases. They never produce a monthly or a quarterly financial. Uh, Mark, what what creates that attitude with people? I, I have a hard time understanding that. Because I grew up in a family business that everything was monitored and, and accounted for and it was disciplined. And I saw the necessity and how it worked for you to be able to do that. What creates that attitude for folks just to kind of ignore uh, the numbers, so to speak? Sometimes I don't think it's always ignoring the numbers. Uh, I think they get sometimes a false sense of security. A lot of people, uh, business owners, uh, may think that, well, I have, I have cash in the bank, so I must be making money. Uh, but they don't realize that there's a lot more to it than just having cash in the bank. Uh, a lot of business owners also, you know, they're good at what they do. They went into a business because they're good at being a handyman or being a plumber or whatever it is business they have gone into. But accounting is something they may not know a lot about. They know they need to do it, but they choose to leave that for, you know, Friday night at 10 o'clock uh, and they get too busy. They put it off, and they uh, don't take it as serious as they should. And so they end up getting behind. And so I I see lots of horror stories uh, through one of the Facebook groups I belong to of people doing one, two, three years worth of cleanup for businesses. And they finally realize that, yes, I need to get a bookkeeper, but by putting it off, doing all that catch-up isn't cheap. Well, and the one thing that would concern me, if nothing else, would be the fact that we can put it off, put it off, or not pay attention. But once a year, the IRS wants a report called a tax return. And the chances are, if I haven't kept good books, then either I didn't file a return or I provided incomplete information to my tax preparer. So that's got to be cleaned up as well. That's right. And I wonder when I see some of these people that wait that long, what their tax returns look like. And I'm not specifically doing taxes. I'm not an enrolled agent, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I'm working to align myself with someone who I can, uh, you know, put them, you know, direct them to. I like to say that uh, you know, small business owners, you know, there's death, taxes, and bookkeeping, and yeah, you know, I, I can't help them. 
avoid the death or I can point them to it to someone do their taxes, but uh, don't avoid the bookkeeping. I can help you out there. Well, you make a great point. Believe it or not, Mark, we're already to the end of our first segment. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll stay with us because we're going to dig down deeper and deeper into the numbers, so to speak. Promise you it won't be dry and boring. We're going to talk to Mark more about his motivation to be in business uh, so he can provide perhaps some tips and ideas of what to do and not do. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, founder of One Best Consult. I'm a Silver Fox advisor, and I'm blessed also to be the host of the Weekly Business Hour. We've been having a wonderful conversation here with Mark Peterson. Mark's the founder of Golden Eagle Bookkeeping, a real startup company, been around for about four months now. You know, Mark, when we went to break, we were talking about numbers and, and you were talking about why people don't pay attention to their own numbers. Uh, a lot of folks just find it boring. It's dry. It's numbers. It's black ink on white paper, typically. Uh, but numbers really help you manage your business. Uh, obviously, it's it's post activity, but you know when you're trying to move forward and you're in a hurry and you're growing, what do I care about what happened yesterday or last month or whatever? But it all fits together, doesn't it? I mean, you got to look at what happened, the results. That helps you make better decisions, doesn't it? Your numbers are a predictor of uh, typically what can happen in the in, in into the future, not only near term but in the long term. And so, capturing what happens on a daily basis in your business uh, is is important to be able to keep up with that. And so, if you're, you know, whether you charge things on credit card or you're using a debit card or maybe a petty cash or uh, just you know maybe carry our cash in your pocket and pay for a lot of things, uh, there's a lot of activity that happens out there. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen automatically. You get those automatic drafts, whether it's for your uh, electric bill or uh, your rent or whatever it happens to be. And so all those tell a story about how you're running your business. And so being able to look at that on a regular basis is is important because, uh, as you said, they all they tell a story. You know, there, there's, there's three critical financial statements which a business needs to be looking at on a regular basis, you know. You know, the first one is the balance sheet, you know, assets, liabilities, you know, income and expenses, you know, making sure that, you know, everything balances out at the end of the day so that, you know, you're able to take a look at kind of what your, what, what is your net worth in your company, you know, coming from, you know, from that balance sheet. Uh, your income statement, you know, yeah. how are your sales going? Uh, what are you doing, you know, as far as keeping your, your costs and your expenses down? Where are your expenses going, you know? Where are your big dollars going? Because what's, you know, things change month to month. Sometimes you know they change. Sometimes you don't know they change. And so if you don't know that all of a sudden you had a big expense, 
Is it because you actually spent more because there was an error someplace? Did someone send you a bill you didn't expect? And so being able to keep up with that helps you drive your business. And the what I think probably the most critical report is your, is your cash flow statement. And as I said before, just because you get money in the bank doesn't mean you you are your income is your business is earning income. So your your cash flow is you know let you know where your money is coming from, whether it's from sales, you know, accounts receivable, uh, did money come from a loan this month? Uh, yeah, and where's where's the money going? Where's yeah, you know, what's coming in the door? What's going out the door? And what's left over? And so it's uh, it helps you make the decisions you need to make not only on a monthly basis but on a a quarterly and yearly basis so you can plan for things. Because uh, if you don't plan for what's coming down the road, then you're probably not ready for, for what's coming. Well, you know, in the, in the world I was raised in, uh, in a family business, we, I was taught that there are, there are three uh, financial reports you need. You need your income expense report, uh, your profit and loss, whatever. You need a balance sheet, uh, which is one that a lot of business clients of mine tend to ignore. And then you need your cash flow statement. And those three statements, generally speaking, will help you run a, or are needed, I should say, to run a successful business. Yeah. And so part of the services I provide is not only do I work with you to, you know, do your, your reconciliations, take your bank statements coming in and make sure all the entries are there. But you know, my goal is to produce for you those three statements at the end of every month you know, and produce a, you know, a either printed or, a, or an online report, which you can have access to, uh, and then to sit down with you for 30, 45 minutes at the end of each month to review it with you uh, so that you may not have looked at stuff, but, you know, I will have looked at it. So I can say, did you know your sales were up 25% this month? That's good. Do you, you know, do you, or do you know that your, you know, your rental you know, expenses went up, you know, this month? Did you plan on that? Well, yes, no, maybe. Yeah. And so if they're aware of it, you know, it helps, you know, we have that communication so that I can uh, help them, you know, run their business. My, my goal is to be a partner with them from a financial reporting standpoint uh, in their business. They run the business, but I, I'm just as uh, interested in the success of their business as they are. Well, and I think that's a critical point. Let's kind of shift gears a minute. I mean, back to, you started this business uh, four months ago. What motivated you to go into business for yourself? So I worked for Texaco and Shell for about 25 years, got laid off in 2004, uh, went back uh, as a consultant back at Shell for about 10 years. And so back in 2016, I got laid off again. Uh, and so I spent about a year, you know, kind of looking around for, for work and didn't really, wasn't finding anything. Uh, it was a tough market at the time to be in. And so uh, I was sitting around the house and wasn't real happy just kind of sitting there. My wife wasn't real happy me sitting there all the time either. Uh, so I needed to find something to keep myself busy. So I kind of kept, I looked back at what I'd done through my career and through, uh, uh, through my, my life and said, you know, what is it that I'm can find interested to uh, keep myself wanting to continue on and, and, and uh, you know, do something and so uh, I graduated with an accounting degree uh, from Ut Utica College, which is part of Syracuse University. And so, and I've kind of done, you know, uh, treasurer work or, you know, uh, accounting related work, you know, through my career, financial analysts, working with financial programming. So numbers is something that I've never been afraid of. And so and I'm kind of uh, particular, liking to get them correct. 
So I decided that bookkeeping was something I wanted to get into. So I started looking around how I could just, you know, I knew I couldn't just dive right in. So I looked for some programs that were out there. And I found a program uh, by the name of a Bookkeeper Business Launch. It's run by a fellow named Ben Robinson. So it's, it's a uh, online program I, you know, that has, you know, 100 plus videos that you can go out there and watch. And not only do they teach you uh, the, the practical side of it, you know, how to do the accounting, uh, but they tell you how to do the marketing side of it, how to set up your business, uh, how to set up a website, uh, what are some of the different tools you need to use when working with your customers. And so that's kind of, you know, I wanted something which could kind of keep me busy, uh, be able to, you know, still derive some income. Uh, and then by setting myself up as, as a virtual accountant, I could also continue to, uh, you know, travel a little bit, move around. But I wanted to be able to give something back uh, to to other business owners, you know, as, as well, too. Well, it sounds like you're, you're where a lot of folks were that, uh, that I talked to and have been on the show that, you know, the corporate world is what it is. The layoffs, the, the cutbacks are constant. And, you know, the idea that there's an opportunity to step out and be on my own, control my own destiny. And I think that's a cool thing to do. Let me ask you, how do you market your services? I mean, you and I discussed prior to the show, it, it's it's getting competitive. Virtual services, in this case, virtual bookkeeping, accounting, whatever, are becoming just widespread because, like you say, you can perform them anywhere. I don't need to be in your city or town or county and uh, I've found virtual services that are good quality businesses uh, that are, are helping small business people because I'm an advocate of virtual, you know, opportunities, outsourcing in the beginning. But how do you go out there and say, okay, Golden Eagle Bookkeeping, we're the ones. How do you market that service? That's been a little bit of a challenge for me just as a, I knew a little bit about marketing, but certainly marketing wasn't my, my fortes. And so um, I started primarily locally just with, with networking, you know, joining, uh, there's a group meets on every Friday morning called Reveille, Reveille North. Uh, so I just, someone, I ran into somebody at, at an event and they said, hey, hey, come check this out. So I've, I've come uh, for the past three months. And so I've, I've met people through there and they said, well, why don't you come to this event or that event? So, you know, I've attended a number of BNI uh, meetings. I have not joined a BNI group yet, but again, I, I've met people that at least have I've got their cards and they've contacted me. And so I've started generating some, some discussions. Um, I bought some mag magnetic stickers and put them on my truck. You know, Mark Peterson, Golden Eagle Bookkeeping. And had a neighbor walking down the street and poked his head in one day and says, you do bookkeeping? And I said, yeah, he just, he just he bought a couple franchises. And so uh, I'm waiting to talk with him about you know, where we have an opportunity. Uh, put an ad in my church bulletin. Yeah, it's uh sizable church, get about a thousand bulletins printed a week for six months. So that's been my biggest expense so far is to do that. But I can figure I get to spend a little bit of money, you know, in order to do that. You know, I've got my website, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, I've got a Facebook page, you know, with my group. Social media is something I'm still kind of growing in that area. So if you if you look at them, those sites, you, you won't see a lot out there. But, uh, you know, it is, is it, it is out there and I had, uh, you know, do as much as I can to get the word out, you know, through, you know, I've handed out, you know, two, 300 business cards over the past few months. You know, little things. Let me ask you this, uh, the Montgomery County area. I mean, you were here, you've been working uh, for large companies, but why do you feel this is a good market potential locally for you? Montgomery County, I moved here in 1996. 
living in the woodlands. And so back then it was, you know, 50,000 people maybe. Uh, so it's grown to 115, 120,000 just in the woodlands. But Montgomery County and the city of Conroe is, you know, also doubled, almost tripled in certain areas in, 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 in their size and their growth. And it's been a variety of people. So everybody who comes in is, you know, is, is a potential for either, you know, either work for somebody or they're, you know, starting their own business. And so I think there's uh, lots of small business that have popped up. All the shopping centers that, you know, now line 1488 and 242 and uh, everywhere you go, you know, there, you know, the medical you know, industry has, has grown tremendously uh, in, in the woodlands. And so there's just so much opportunity out there where people are starting their own businesses. And so that's the type of uh, clientele that I'm looking for is, is the small to medium-sized business owners that may have only been in business, you know, one, two, three, three years or so that uh, are, are looking for someone to, you know, kind of come in and, and help them make that next step. Well, we've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, one of the things, obviously, you're a numbers guy. You're you're providing numbers for clients. How do you measure success for you and your firm? Uh, and since numbers are in general, with that 30 seconds we got left, tell us. So I measure success by how successful my clients are. So if if you are running your business and I'm helping you grow, then I feel that we're a, a success. And I, I don't need to have you as a, a client to be a success. If you're a new business owner, I'm happy to help you, you know, get things started for you and so you can be a success in the future. Well, it makes a lot of sense to me. Well, Mark, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join us. If folks want to reach out to you and talk about business or talk about the services you should provided, what's the best way for them to do that? So you can reach me uh, multiple ways. Yeah, my website www.goldeneaglebookkeeping.com. Uh, you can uh, give me a phone call at 832-592-7413 or by email at mark at goldeneaglebookkeeping.com. Well, again, thanks so much, Mark. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our bottom of the hour break now. When we come back, we've got Lisa McElroy, the founder of Allegra HR. She's going to talk to us uh, a little bit more about hiring. She's a regular in our expert corner. I think you'll find it very interesting, the part of the hiring process that we're going to be touching on. So please stay with us. And we'll be right back with you. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR Advisors today at 
888-888-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, the founder of OneBestConsult.com. I'm a Silver Fox advisor, and I am blessed to be the host of the Weekly Business Hour. Thank you for being with us today. We're at that part of the show where we look for the experts, and today our expert that's rejoining us is Lisa McElroy, the founder of Allegra HR. Lisa, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. Well, I'm kind of excited because we're going to be talking about hiring people. And I've got a number of my clients right now that are trying to hire people. And boy, that market is tight to find yeah. good people, uh, which, in my opinion, even gives more emphasis to the fact that every small business, every business needs to really have a good hiring process in place. Because, boy, when the market's tough, you can't let anything slip through your fingers. Oh, absolutely. It's it's very important to protect our businesses and, and be certain that we're hiring the right employees, but, but doing it in the right manner because we want to retain them. Um, and as you pointed out, good good employees are hard to find sometimes. Well, this is a particularly hard market. Uh, I've seen these markets before, and it's a real challenge uh, to find people. So you got to really keep that, I call it that net out there all the time, even if you just have a handful of employees. Always keep yourself fishing, even though you don't need any fish for dinner tonight. Right, right. Well, we were in our last conversation, my notes indicate we were talking about candidate selection, had gotten through uh, various parts of that, and had talked about uh, a little bit about extending a job offer to people. And I think you've got some important information, particularly for those that don't do it very often, on being careful about when you extend that offer. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's important not only to to be compliant with the offers that we are extending, but also just to make sure that we're communicating with the new hire exactly what job they're going to have, and there are no misunderstandings. Uh, I have a, a client recently who uh, who's experienced a lot of turnover, and and in doing employee exit interviews, they're saying it's not really what I thought it was. So we want to prevent that from the beginning. And um, one of the best ways to do that is actually to extend a written job offer and include a copy of the job description. Um, there's things to do with that job description later on. And we talked about a few weeks ago how to design one. But this is where it really becomes important. Well, and you know, that's one of the things I have personally learned the hard way coming up through business is that job description is one of the most important documents to sit down and prepare it before you start and then utilize it. I mean, I utilize it in the interview process. Uh, I've even taken when I was actually doing interviewing or hiring, uh, which I helped some of my clients uh, do the pre-screening because they're small. They don't have staff to do that. uh, Where I send that job description to good candidates. I mean, I want them to look through it and we talk about it typically in the phone interviews the first place. Exactly, exactly. Um, and we we had mentioned, I think the last time we spoke, there's there seems to always be that boss of ours that wants to interview 25 candidates, <laughs> you know, no matter what. And this is where the argument comes in. You know, if we've if we've designed this job description accurately, and we're going to use this job description as a as a protection mechanism for the company, 
we want to only interview those people who truly meet the minimum standards set forth on that job description. But then if we can get some that meet that preferred, uh, those preferred requirements or those preferred experiences, I should say, those are the ones we want to start with so that we can minimize our boss's expensive, you know, time um, and, and be sure that we're compliant in the process. We don't want to go outside of somebody who's got the minimum requirements that that opens up a whole new set of issues. You know, one of the things I'm bumping into right now, um, take a chance to ask your opinion about it. You know, when you're, when you're hiring for, for a job that has a component, a highly skilled component, uh, job-related skills, such as a machine operator or an IT ten- technician, you know, where you've got to really have a skill set just to sit down and talk to them. Is there any way to confirm prior to giving them to the boss that they really, truly meet those minimum skill levels? Well, we get into, one, if there's the possibility of a certification, uh, you know, that should always be asked for if it truly needs to be a minimum requirement in order for them to just do the job, it should definitely be listed. Um, but then we kind of get into the territory of maybe some, some in-between skills, um, and those really can best be checked out through references. Um, it's really important to do references, uh, particularly in a tight job market where people who may not have the best skills are the ones that are currently out there seeking employment. Well, and I think you make an, an important point, something I was taught back uh, when I worked in our family business, that when you when you reach this 3 4% level, or even, I guess you could go lower, I can't, can't remember going below 3% in my lifetime, but you have the bulk of the people that are looking are typically the ones that are not qualified uh, for many of the jobs, and so you have to be extra careful, don't you? You, you absolutely do. Um, number one, you don't want to waste your time as a, as a small business owner in interviewing people that are really not going to be able to help you. Um, sometimes you can rearrange jobs so that somebody shares a different part of the workload and you can hire in a lesser experienced person to do the, the less technical aspect of it. But as we know, that's not always possible. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, a definitely a challenge. Well, one of the things in the candidate selection, uh, and we talked about it last time, was was checking references, uh, and that's that's a part of the process. And not to necessarily be repetitive, but many many people jump over that because they've been told that you know large companies won't give you any kind of reference because they're concerned about being sued. Uh, what are a couple ideas you have for getting through? to get a reference other than they worked here and they got paid where I can get some information potentially that's helpful in forming my opinion about that candidate. Right. Uh, well, definitely larger companies, if they just, when, when they get called, um, they will have a standard response that says we can tell you how much they earned, what their title was and how long they worked here. But that candidate, if they really want that job, it's really their responsibility, and I'd say it's totally their responsibility. It's incumbent upon them to be able to provide a future employer with solid references, and they can find a way. Um, it's 
it's just, it's so important. Um, it's, it's definitely not something to be looked over because the one that gets looked over will be the one that, you know, there was heartache uh, going on in the, uh, in the background all along. Uh, so you definitely want to have them find you the right people. And I always recommend, depending upon the level, uh, that they find one supervisor, uh, that they find one peer, and if they can find even somebody in another department or somebody who was subordinate to them if they were a supervisor, uh, that's ideal because that gives the new employer a way to look at this person's performance and their contribution to their previous employer from all those different angles. Yeah, I think it's an area that is uh been checked off, if you will, or, or really become ignored, particularly in the small business world I work in with clients and whatnot. They kind of throw their hands up. But another area that's grown over the last five, 10 years uh, is the pre-employment uh, requirements, uh, the testing, background checking. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, and this is another area where that uh, that that boss who shall not be named from everyone's histories um you know, we can help them with that 25 interview requirement that, that they want to have. Doing a behavioral profile or a preference profile, whatever it's called with the, uh, the firm that one might choose, really gives a totally normed, and by that I mean they've, they've got databases that are so large that they can really explain somebody's behavior under certain conditions. And if it's part of the interviewing process, Yet, typically, the better ones, which are not terribly expensive, um, the better ones still give interview questions that will help an employer doing the interviewing hone in on areas that might seem as though they're a little bit weaker, um, and it, it really is helpful during the interview process. All that being said, um, it definitely has to relate to the job. So given somebody who's going to be in an administrative position, a, a Wonderlook IQ test, it's really not going to really be supportable. You know, but doing a behavioral profile and determining that that's going to be done for all new hires going forward or all finalist candidates going forward is completely acceptable as long as that behavioral profile is targeted to the job they're doing. Yeah, I Really think helpful. I really do think that, and, and this is where businesses, based on my experience in working with clients, uh, it requires the business owners or staff or both to take some time and learn personally about these tests, pros and cons, what works, and then when they adopt them to really take time to understand them because it's just not like you get a report and there's the summary and go with it. Right. You really got to un- take time to understand what those results indicate. Right, and, and they really do give a good profile. There's no right or wrong answer, but they really do give a good profile of what that individual's stressors are or the environments in which they will thrive and will be able to become, you know, leaders in their area. Um, they, they typically are extremely helpful during the interviewing process. Well, we've got about a minute or so left this morning. Uh, one thing I want to touch on that's been in the news lately is drug testing. And yes. with a number of states trying to legalize the use of marijuana, apparently this is on the table now saying, well, since it's legal in this state, I'm not going to test for it anymore. Uh, right. I've been in a business which was uh, a manufacturing business, 
which people could get hurt in the manufacturing process, uh, where marijuana usage may have been a daily thing. It may have been, you know, like being an alcoholic, which directly affected their ability to be safe in the environment. Right. How are people going to deal with this? Are you going to take it off the table uh, and, and chance that you're going to get somebody that could be dangerous to themselves and other workers? Or where is this all going to come down, in your opinion? Right. Um, just because it's legal within a particular state that a small company may be operating in, as you pointed out, there's that, and then there's just safety in the workplace. Um, and particularly when there is, you know, decisions, when there are safety regulations, um, often those safety regulations uh, require that drug testing is done. Uh, manufacturing environments, uh, in certain examples, construction environments, um, anything where equipment is used or, you know, there's, uh, there's machinery, um, driving, that sort of thing. Uh, and they're not expensive to do. Uh, it, it's the ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, it's it's expensive enough to to have an employment uh, lawsuit, but to have an injury or a death lawsuit because a company was thought to be negligent in hiring because they didn't do a pre uh, pre employment drug test or they didn't do compliant drug testing, that would just be awful. Just just the the downside is is just terrible. Well, definitely, it could be a devastating event. And unfortunately, I've seen that happen once in my career. Lisa, can't thank you enough for taking time to join us. You always come with wonderful, not only expert advice, but practical advice. If folks want to follow up and talk to you about uh, what you do in the HR or Allegra HR or have general questions, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, best way, uh, just call. Just go ahead and call me on my cell, 281 620-0713. Well, I encourage you, those that are listening uh, live today, as well as this is a podcast uh, at a later time, reach out to Allegra HR. You need help with your HR. Again, I can't overemphasize that. As someone who started and successfully built and sold five businesses, grew up in a family business that had over 800 employees, uh, it makes sense even when you have a handful of employees. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our final break of the day. And when we come back, as promised, I'm going to give you my onebestconsult.com tip of the week. How big can I grow my business? Great question. Hope you'll stay tuned and hear my answer. Human resources play a huge role in today's business world and can be a real challenge for small businesses. Allegre is a premier option in small business HR solutions and needs. Allegre HR advisors provide help to small business owners by allowing them to focus on operational needs while providing solutions that address all areas of human resources. To find out more, contact Allegre HR advisors today at 281-620-0713 or visit AllegreHR.com. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. 
Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler, the host of the Weekly Business Hour. Great conversation in our last segment with uh, Lisa McElroy of Allegra HR. You know, we're in a tight hiring market in many, many parts of the country. In fact, many parts of the world. Uh, to find good people to work for your business, it's a challenge. You need to tackle what I call that hiring puzzle. Uh, and Lisa's company, AllegraHR.com, provides great information can back you up on an as-needed basis, but put your puzzle together. Each business has its own hiring process puzzle. There's no one-size-fits-all. So take time, though, and put it together. And if you need some help, which I think you should, at the very least, have them check it over, reach out to AllegraHR.com. Well, I'm going to offer you today in my OneBestConsult.com, I believe one of the most important topics in growing, starting, growing, building, a business for yourself. And that is, how big can I grow my business? Uh, I have a different perspective than many people uh, in the industry, whether they be a coach, uh, whether they be a successful builder of businesses. I grew five businesses. I grew up in a family business that grew from just a handful of people to over 800 employees, a service business, very intense retail service business in multiple markets. Uh, I think I've had a lot of experience uh, along with a lot of formal education, but my perspective really is from doing it, the five businesses I did myself. And the, it's very important, though, that you determine at some point, preferably before you start, you can adjust your thinking, you can change it as you go, because, you know, like most business decisions, they're never carved in stone. They're not set in concrete, but they should be written down. So that at least you have to pull out an eraser or take your pen and scratch through it when you change it. In other words, you don't shift on a daily basis. Because uh, I think that's one of the worst things you can do is constantly changing what the plan is for your business, trying to adjust to what you see or the market forces or your cash flow or whatnot. I think you need to have a plan and you need to work it. I believe there are three major components that you need to address when you're considering how big you grow your business. And again, it's a personal decision, and I think that's most important. First one is, what resources do you need? This could be money, it could be people, it could be technology. You've probably already thought about that. You've probably already committed to that, but go back through and check these. Secondly, you've got that business plan, that one-page plan, that 50-page plan, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever your financial resources require, you've got a business plan that you've committed to. Okay, again, one that could be adjusted, but one you've committed to making work and every day you work that plan. And third, and I believe most importantly, and the one that's overlooked, I believe, the most often is answering the question, am I qualified to lead this business, my business, and successfully grow it according to my plan? In other words, to grow it to where I want. And let's talk about it. First of all, resources I've already mentioned, all kinds of things, resources, technology. Uh, you've got uh, 
the the financial resources, the one we hear probably most about. But I feel technology is increasing in importance. Uh, most recently, Microsoft did a national study. In fact, it was talked about on our show back in January. The results of that small business study said majority of business people, that was the number one issue they saw for this year and into the future was, what technology do I need? What do I need to stay competitive to grow? So make sure you have the technology resources. Build that into your plan because we all know that technology that you bought yesterday, a year from now, may need to be replaced. Secondly, is the labor pool. Do you have the labor pool in the area where you want to build your business to support the type of business that you're going to grow? Or are you going to be able to outsource? I'm a big believer in outsourcing, when, particularly when you first start a business. At some point, it becomes less favorable or not as good of plan to outsource certain functions. But in the beginning, it's great to outsource. So you can start the core of the business and getting it running and then go from there. But be sure that you have the labor pool. I made that mistake once in my career. We opened a new plant in an area, great area, great tax structure, all the things there, great uh, place to locate as far as central locate. But we didn't realize that some of the skilled labor we needed just was not to be found in that area. And it made it very, very difficult. The business plan, we talk about that all the time in business. I believe you need to have one. Don't carry it around in your head where you, the owner of the business, are the only one that knows what the plan is. And again, it's sort of a knee-jerk plan that changes based on emotions or changes that happen that day in your business something a client or customer says, you just need to commit to writing it down. And then that very personal primary question, I believe, thirdly, is am I qualified to lead my business? In other words, you could grow a business and have one store and you're qualified to do that. And by qualified, I mean, you feel good about it. It feels comfortable to you. You don't want more risk. There are a lot of factors. And obviously the one about skills, I have the skills to lead that business that is. So it's very important to determine where you want to be and are you prepared to take that business where you think you want that business to be, where it's important to you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed our show. Hope you'll join us next week, same place, same time. Until then, I encourage you, do what's important to your business. Keep a focus on what's important to grow your business. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station 
at lscrstudios at gmail.com.